0: Fangirl Happy Hour. This is Anna, and this is the podcast you have been looking for. The one and only Star Wars episode. We will talk about the original trilogy, we will talk about the prequels, we will mourn and Fangirl and probably have opinions and maybe cry a little bit. We will even throw in space balls just for you guys. With me to talk about all these things and more is my fellow Fangirl, Renee. Hello, Renee. How are you? Hi, Anna. I'm good. Are you excited about this?
1: Excited and also a little dubious entering into the wild world of Star Wars fandom. I almost said Star Trek fandom and got us in trouble. Star Wars. Star Wars. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> Should we start with our history with the, Star- with the Star Wars movies and whatever else? Sure. Okay, so you go first. Me? Because- I don't... That's going to be you short. Did... <laughs> yes, because you came into this now. Now. Now.
1: I mean, uh, I avoided literally. it. Literally. Okay, now, I watched one of the movies. I still can't remember if it was two or three. Like, I think it's two, but it might have been three. Whatever. The prequel in the theater. Because I just saw Space Movie and had no other context. <laughs> so, imagine not knowing nothing about Star Wars and going to see, like, like episode two or three in the theater by yourself with nobody to help you, surrounded by excited people who actually knew what was happening.
0: Oh, God. You must have been so lost that. I was that. really confused. Yes. And also introduced to the wonders of what's the name of the dude that plays Anakin Skywalker's? Hayden Christensen or something? Yes. His acting skills. Who, what must have, acting must have, skills? You what? You must have been so
1: odd. He was, like, stoned the whole time. okay the only here's what i knew about star wars the evil dude in the hood was some guy's father (laughs) and that was real important that's what i knew that that's what i I, I,
0: so basically you were spoiled for the
1: whole thing to start with i mean i don't know how you make it to like 1990 whatever with with avoiding the whole luke i am your father thing
0: that is true. That is because, true. Because, like,
1: kids in elementary school would, like, put cups up to their mouths and, like, Luke on your and I'd be like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck is that? I was that kid who didn't get it. Oh, my God. So, <laughs> really, my introduction to Star Wars was in 2004 or 5 when Zach watched some DVDs. But I had the flu at the time and I was super high. And don't remember much at all about it. (laughs) That's hilarious. So really, the first time I've seen these movies in the proper context, in a
0: proper order, without being drug to the gills, was this year. So you watched the original trilogy, and then you went back and you watched the prequels. Yes. So you watched in the the order they were released in the theater. Mm -hmm. So for me, I also came into Star Wars relatively late in life I guess it was not part of my growing up cultural background mm. I don't remember Brazil being particularly keen into this whole thing I don't remember kids playing Star Wars I don't think that was part of our thing so it wasn't until I was 21 years old that is 20 years ago. In 1997 was the first time that I watched the movies because that was when they were remastered and re-released in the theaters, the original trilogy. This was my first introduction to them because at that point, one of my best friends was dating a girl who was completely obsessed with Star Wars. Super fan, super fan. they They are now married which is the cutest thing because they have two kids and the two kids are completely obsessed with Star Wars. So last time I went to Brazil, I took a lightsaber to uh, their eldest child. So we went, we, we went to the movies to watch the remastered and and digitalized editions of the, of the trilogy. And we watched all three of them at the same time. And it was super cool. And I remember that was like one of my first experiences with nerds. There were people dressed as Jedi and that Vader going to the movies like that. And that was the first time that I saw anything like that in Brazil. And obviously there is... There was that culture going around somewhere. It was just not around me. And I fell in love with the trilogy. And then... I was there to watch Phantom Menace and the movies and it was so shit. It was so terrible. (laughs) And it kind of like killed it a little bit for me. But then I went back again and I went back again because, you know, hope never dies, you know, and you always believe in the force, don't you? (laughs) And you kind of like expect things to be better, but then you are given Jar Jar Binks and shit like that. And then your hope dies. But then it's reborn again when you see the new trailer or you see a new poster like today we saw the new posters for the new movie and they are amazing anyway so i like my everything has been awakened for the new movies and i'm excited excited all over again even though the prequels kind of killed a little bit for me so now that we decided to do this podcast this recording today i went back and i watched the Movies in chronological order, in internal chronological order. And I have to say that had the first three been the original movies, I don't think we would be here at all. No. Opinions are torn about this because there are those really love the prequels and there are those that really hate it. I think I'm kind of like, I really hate them.
1: I don't really hate them. Oh,
0: oh no, that surprises I don't. me. But they are so, they are soulless. Anna, Hannah, listen, you don't understand, okay, they listen. They have no charm, they have like, watching the original trilogy <laughs> stands so well the test of time, it, they are funny, they are charming, you know, you, you can talk about the story of the farm boy, blah, 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 Skywalker Skywalker's boring as hell, yes, it is, of course it is, but, you know, you have Leia, and you have Han Solo, and you have the whole thing, and it's really cool, and it's funny, and it's charming, and... <sighs> And then you go and you watch the prequels and they are nothing like that. And if you don't have that the nostalgia element when watching the prequels because you love the original so much, and that brings you to watch the prequels, and then you kind of like the first time that Yoda, you know, pulls his lightsaber and just goes like a frog jumping all over the place. I almost shed my pants. I <laughs> become Yes, why wouldn't you shit your pants? (laughs) (laughs) The little frog bear being so awesome. (laughs) Right? But you have to have that nostalgia element coming from the original trilogy when Yoda is kind of like being carried on his back by (laughs) Luke Skywalker being really old and not you never saw him fighting and then he just like yeah, and then he removes his robe, and he's really fits you, and then it's like, oh my god, am I lusting after <laughs> you? This is so I... wrong right now. Okay, listen, I like
1: <laughs> science Sorry, fiction I went movies- went
0: on and on and on. Okay, bye. That That's are a...
1: really terrible. Okay, listen, I own a copy of The Day After Tomorrow. I will also own a copy of The Core. The Core, Anna.
0: I never watched that one. It's on my Netflix list.
1: I really, really love the core a lot. I don't know. I just can't hate these movies because they're so, like, 90s sci-fi bad. Do you know what I mean? Like, they're so... You say they're, like, they have no charm. I would argue that it's not really the charm issue because I do think they have the 90s bad SF charm to them. It's just that they're so tonally different. The tone is completely, completely different.
0: Yes, that is, that is very true. And it
1: doesn't feel like the same universe at all. And maybe that's... You could argue it's true. It's not, because the whole point is that the Old Republic gets fucked in the end. And so the original trilogy is totally different because it's a completely different world. But when you're trying to draw a line between these two series, it doesn't really work that well when the tone is that different. And also, I gotta say...
0: What the hell is up with this whole midi-chlorian thing? What the it's hell? A, it was retcon, right? So they went back and they created this whole mythology. And then because it was so bad, they forgot about it. They never mentioned it again. They mentioned it in the first movie, a little bit in the second, but then it goes away. No, it was like, the
1: third movie too.
0: Was it? Yeah. Where?
1: Like, I think the evil talking prune dude...
0: Oh yeah, maybe
1: mentions it. Like he because he's while he's massaging the ball of lifeless clay that is Anakin Skywalker into an evil Sith lord, he <laughs> mentions that apparently oh, a, a yeah. Sith. There was a Sith that had enough midi chlorian power to bring people back from the dead or prevent their death. like I don't know. I'm just like. What the I hell is if, this?
0: I wonder if they will bring it back in the new series. I wanna set
1: something on fire because I was just like what this is supposed to be like a space fantasy series and you're sitting here trying to explain science why? I
0: was so upset. I was <laughs> like, what are you doing? George Lucas what well, I guess happened? well I guess because, you know, there wasn't a religion. There was like, well, there was a religion, I guess, but there wasn't a god. They couldn't explain that Anakin Skywalker is the savior. But he wasn't, like, obviously. He was in the end when he killed the emperor, which he helped become the emperor in the first place. Full circle. So he was the one to do everything. The return of the Jedi. He returned. Yeah, so they had to come up with an explanation for why he was so precious, why he was such a um, Jesus Christ incarnate. Now we just lost all of our listeners who are religious. <laughs> well, Sorry. No, the, the movies did it. The movies
1: made him out to be Jesus because Jesus Christ, right? Because the because his the mother, mother was like, I didn't have sex with anybody. What? I just got pregnant. I'm just like, oh god. Guys.
0: heavy-handed no the writing of the first three movies is so bad the dialogue is atrocious the whole romance between Padme and Anakin first of all it was gross because you know he was a baby in the first movie basically and like I mean come on she apparently she was 14 in the first movie and she was elected queen why would you elect a 14 year old queen she was awesome, yes. She was still a child. Maybe that's just how Naboo worked. Maybe. I don't
1: know anything about Naboo. If, other than its name is really Naboo, weird maybe. and it has really gross it has reptile Jar Jar Binks. things that... unfortunate. Oh, unfortunate. We can't know Jar Jar Binks. Jesus Christ. Okay, listen. I am not opposed to, like, age difference in romances. I'm really not. I'm in okay. fandom. There's too much, like...
0: No, I am not either. As long as the one of them is not a child, right? Yeah, well, yeah? they're both That's... children
1: in in this series. Anyway, it's
0: what like mean... watching
1: it's like watching a dog walk on its hind legs. Watching these men try to write this supposedly epic secret romance, right? I know, like at least ten romance writers in fandom who could have done a better job than this and made I... it way less creepy. And I think that's what gets me, is that there was a way to make this less fucking creepy, but you gave it to men to write. And and they just don't know how, they don't even know how to write women. Did you, like, some of Padme's dialogue, I'm just like, oh, God, did you read any of this out loud to yourself before giving it to the actors?
0: No, of course not. And I mean, Natalie
1: Portman gives it her best shot, but some of this stuff can just not be rescued. (laughs) It can't. It's so...
0: So God awful, but, but it, doesn't help, it doesn't help that he's so wooden. It well, doesn't, he's a creep, and I guess
1: that's what they were going for. He's,
0: he's a stalker. Oh, he's a creep, he's a stalker. It's just so bad, but in a way, kind of, it's part of his character because he's supposed to be evil. But is he supposed to be evil? No, he's not supposed to be. He's supposed to be a good guy who turns evil, although he kills people so easily, including children. There's something broken about him, obviously.
1: Here's what I think happened in those prequels. The Jedi Council fucked up.
0: Absolutely. Like, all, like, so-
1: this poor kid is has post-traumatic stress disorder. He was a slave.
0: He's yes. just gone from
1: slave to a new kind of slave inside this religious order. Yep, they don't that- apparently give a shit about his mental health. They don't take care of him. They leave his mother as a slave on this planet when they could have just how much fucking money does these fucking Jedi probably have? Go buy the lady back.
0: They they have lightsabers. Just kill people. You know, Alright, <laughs> Okay, You're secretly
1: Anna's a thick Yes, sis. I am. So, like,
0: yes, so sorry.
1: really, all Anakin's problems, all the, the fact, like, Yoda's like, don't give in to fear and anger. I'm like, fuck you, you green <laughs> asshole. Like, this kid was <laughs> ill. You know, you don't tell somebody who's mentally ill to get over it.
0: Yes and it's like, and you tell the only person that he has ever had the only person that he has ever loved was his mother, and you tell him you have to help Larry her girl because you cannot form attachments, and it's like, seriously, this is terrible,
1: as we offend every listener
0: <laughs> no I think it's well established I think it's well established that the Jedi were a dying ineffective religious slash order thing because they were so easily fooled, they didn't see anything coming, they obviously mistreated their own people, and the the whole all of the rules of course just came back to bite them in the ass. The Senate so... was broken
1: and also the Jedi themselves were not corrupt, just not politically aware enough. Or they took the wrong they took the wrong things away from things from events as they happened like individually they seemed to be very effective but once you got them in that little group it felt like a bunch of ignorant white dudes trying to ban abortion (laughs) i mean that's how it comes off to me like just together as a group of people they were it was like an echo chamber and they couldn't see past their own nose and it wasn't until they got like out of the, the the influence of this group, that they would actually become effective as, like, spies or diplomats or whatever else.
0: Can we argue that that was done on purpose because that was the story that was being told, or, or should we argue that it's actually a reflection of poor writing? It's hard to tell,
1: right? Because the, so the original trilogy makes the Jedi out to be these, like, really wise political leaders who have a really firm grasp of how the universe operates through the Force. But I didn't get that feeling at all. I got that. No. The feeling I got from the prequels was that they were fucked up and the fact that they got fucked up left this power vacuum that was really easy for the Sith to then fill because they couldn't adapt to the way the world was changing.
0: Well, I think one of one of the main things for me that showed that how they were themselves blocking, say, the the flow of the force, is that no one, no one, even though they are so attuned to the forces of the universe, no one could tell that Padman was bearing, was like carrying twins. (laughs) It's like, how can you, all of you, as a collective order, how can... Anna King not realized that she was pregnant with twins. As a matter of fact, this is something else that I would like to talk to you about because is this bad writing? Is this something that nobody thought about? But these people can fly in space, in spaceships, they can build space stations that can destroy planets. But did they not have ultrasounds and medical assistance? Did she not have prenatal? Consultations with doctors, Pajme, How come no one fucking knew that she was carrying twins until she actually gave birth to them? Because women's interests don't matter to men.
1: Boom. Her being pregnant isn't her about her or the family that they might have had. It was just a tool to create characters for, for the, the next, future. For Absolutely. The, she was a she was a character factory. And because factories don't need care, you know, they don't need to, they don't need to be shown being maintained.
0: No, she was created and there was a, there was like this flash of promise in her character, especially in the first movie, I think. Yeah, no, and I, I the got little really. In the sec- little... And then it just falls off because she just becomes this receptacle for his story, right? And she just falls off screen she's just not there at all as the character that she was supposed to be and then in the third movie she just fades away because she loses the will to live and we are not even told this by herself it's a droid it's a droid it's a doctor droid that tells us that we are not even told by the actual character what's going through her mind going through her heart it's a droid that tells Obi-Wan.
1: Right, Juan sent us an email about this, because I got really upset when I was watching the the third uh, episode. He linked to a thing on Ion9 that says, like, maybe Luke and Leia's mom didn't die of a dumb, broken heart after all. And the whole entry is about how How maybe it wasn't.
0: It was Palpatine, who was just controlling everything and just made her die. Yeah, so... It was part of his plan. So that's the, there's this theory going around to retell Padme's death.
1: So the second context. paragraph, um, the medical droids never say Padme is dying of a broken heart. They're just baffled. There was all that talk earlier in the no, movie. No, they
0: do, they do say that she lost the will to live.
1: Yeah, there was all that I talk earlier. I letters. Earlier in the movie about Jedi and Sith who could prevent death, Padme dies of an unknown reason just as Palpatine and is resurrecting Anakin Kenna starts Vader. When Vader wakes up, Palpatine tells him Padme is dead, something he absolutely should not have known unless he somehow had a hand in, her, in that death. Now this, if they had just stopped at, at that, like number three, I would have... Maybe been like, okay, that's a cool theory. But then they added number four. That's where it breaks down for me. Palpatine tells him Padme is dead, something he absolutely should not know unless he somehow had a hand in that death. Palpatine in the original trilogy knew a lot of shit that he shouldn't have known, but it doesn't mean he was involved. He just knew it. And also that gives way more importance to Padme. She's just a tool to him. It doesn't matter if she's dead or alive. All he needs is for Anakin to think she's dead. It's like a Taylor Swift song. They are never, ever getting back together at this point. So even if she is alive, it doesn't matter. So well, I don't buy it, this. I don't buy it. It's ridi- like it's more ridiculous retconning to make things prettier in when the original thing was super problematic and gross.
0: Well, but I don't think it even makes it prettier because in either way, it still removes Padme's agency. It, it, still, rem- it still makes her story not about herself at all. And now it's just about it's a little bit more about palpitating than
1: No, it's gross. And here's my problem with childbirth and science fiction. You're in the fucking future. Why are women still (laughs) suffering when having kids? What the heck is going on? You can imagine a future where we have spaceships and robots and medical robots even that can poke around in the human body. But women are still fucking going through agonizing pain and suffering to have children. What, like, I had this problem with the the Star Trek reboot. I had this problem with this movie. I have this problem all the time with sci-fi set in the future, where women are just, apparently men cannot imagine a future in which women do not suffer when they're having kids. Where it's not super dangerous and physically draining and dangerous to have children. They can't imagine it. And it just blows my mind. It's the fucking future. Get creative. Lois McMaster-Pajol did it. So why can't any everybody else? Okay, yes. I'm done.
0: <laughs> but yes, but you are absolutely right. But I think the, the fact that, you know, the original trilogy, she's not there she was never there she never interacted with the kids so i guess they had to kill her but they could have done that in so many different ways she could have been the one to kill anakin or to try to kill him she could have been the one to i don't know go out and do things and then die as a warrior but it's just fading because she lost the will to live because of that motherfucker i just can't what is this a russian novel from the 19th century No, it's in the future, like you said. It just doesn't make any sense. It also, like, it's kind of like... Because this was written after the original trilogy. In the original trilogy, Leia says that she remembers her mother. What the fuck? She says to Luke, I remember my mother. But her mother died on the day that she was born in the prequels. Fail, George Lucas. Fail! We are getting worked up.
1: Getting? I think that's past.
0: <laughs> like, we really like those movies, guys. <laughs> Seriously, I'm a huge fan.
1: <laughs> so the prequels were good for a few different things. I think that they established the politics that broke down and the world we see in the original trilogy really well. I think, even though the Jedi Order was a broken ass mess, they do a good job of showing how it eventually failed, and how the Empire was so easily able to manipulate the current system and take over. I also think that the robots were great! Because in a lot of ways, the prequels are R2-D2's story.
0: Yes, that's true. Because he
1: remembers everything.
0: Yeah, but he doesn't- he never says it! Well, of course-
1: no, because the only person apparently that can, like, talk to him is- is- (laughs) (laughs) C-3-P-O- His poor mind wiped husband.
0: (laughs) Well, why do we assume that R2D2 is not a girl? I don't know. That's a good question. If we assume that R2D2 is a girl, no, that increases the number of female characters. Goddamn! To three! (laughs) Yes!
1: Oh, man. (laughs) We can't go down this road.
0: I can't do it. I'm so sorry I had the best intentions. I really do love this movie so much.
1: There was a lo- lot of robot violence, though. I was not happy about all the robot violence.
0: I don't care about that. Sorry. I
1: do. And listen, <laughs> don't deny my reality, Anna. There was a lot of robot violence. And it was upsetting.
0: Okay, let's get technical here. It's not robots. They are droids, really. Whatever. Droids. They're robots.
1: They just have a fan They give it fancy names. <laughs>
0: Okay, so for me, the original movies, what well, the original sorry, the the prequels, what they had that was good. Ivo McGregor, Obi Wan Kenobi, he was great, uh, and he really tried to get conversations going with Anakin that had some sort of flair, and they were a little bit funny, without really succeeding because his acting partner there was like a wall or something that things just bounced off. So, Ewan McGregor Obi Wan Kenobi was my favorite thing, thing, and of course Padme, when she so, was
1: given anything to do, yes, she was. When great. she was
0: given anything to do, I think out yeah.
1: of all my, I think out of all of them, I'm pretty sure that the first one. Is the one I like the best, and I, I like the second one a oh little my bit god. less. Don't oh. I know it's got Jar Jar. I'm just going to block I mean, him that, out. No, no,
0: no. It's not about the Jar Jar. It's just it was so fucking boring. It, I mean, yeah, the but... whole race thing was just so freaking boring. It was like, oh my god, will this ever end? But Padme no. got to be so cool. She did, yes, and also the the last scene, the one with uh, Liam Neeson and Darth Maul. That was a pretty cool fight scene. So all the all the lightsaber fights, in the entire prequel, they were really cool. I also that, really
1: liked they, that kid that played Anakin.
0: Oh, no! Yes, no,
1: I really liked that kid, because oh, no. because then I had to go back and compare him with the guy <laughs> they replaced him. I'm like, wow, this kid did a great job <laughs> compared <laughs> to his, his uh, successor. And I just, I don't know, I just thought the kid was super cute. The parts of the movie where I laughed the most was this kid being an absolute dick. Because
0: <laughs> he was such a dick, it was great. Yeah, he was a dick from the start, yeah, absolutely, so...
1: So, I, I don't know. The first movie was probably my favorite, even though the race you're right about that race scene. It was just the worst. Uh, the second one, less so, because, and I don't, because I don't really remember the second one that well. I did like the aliens. The aliens in that one, because all the aliens often made me feel really awkward, because that was a tonal thing, right? George Lucas kind of went into this, and he used a lot of CGI computer graphics. yeah. Ooh. When he didn't really need to. He could have gone, like, super back to basics. And he just, he just did not need all this computer he, he graphics. He could
0: have made the prequels look a little bit more like the original trilogy, right? Just yeah, a little he, bit updated, yeah. Yeah, but
1: he didn't. He chose to, like, go full-on no. computer graphics. Which I understand it was new and shiny, but it just did not feel right.
0: No. And in in, in many ways, kind of like the prequels look more dated than the original trilogy. Uh Uh-huh, I
1: agree, absolutely. Which is really strange.
0: It is super strange. To
1: feel feel that... Because I talked about this when we talked about Twelve Monkeys and how things just felt wrong. And I felt that way more with the prequels than I did with the original trilogy. And so I really think that if... Because I guess I've maybe that it had been less CGI monsters. Play your CGI with an easy hand, dude. But no, it was like, he was all in. It was like, computer graphics everywhere. Oh, it was just too much. And, like, there was a moment, because the original trilogy that I watched were the, like, the redone ones with a bunch of stuff added. There's a moment, and I think, where after they're going to rescue Han from Jabba the Hutt there's like a performance by an alien band. Yeah. And but, you can, I can feel the tone of that movie shift. And it just feels so awkward. I'm like, oh. I'm like, I'm having yeah. secondhand embarrassment for George it's Lucas.
0: so bad, yeah.
1: Every time Absolutely. you can, because you can feel the shift from, you know, the original films versus to, the yeah. the additions. Like, it's add like, on. It's, it's really effects, obvious yeah. and really makes no sense no, at all. plus
0: it's really boring as well, right? I
1: really want to see the movies as people saw them in the theaters in the 70s one day. That would be nice. One day. So, yeah, the third movie, no. mm No. No. The good parts were... I really think the good parts in that movie were Obi-Wan, because he did a really good job. Like, the emotions in the third one were really good when you were talking about Obi-Wan and how he handles Anakin's betrayal. I also really liked Yoda. Yes, of course. In the the third one, like, I really liked, even though I was like, no, you brought this on yourself, dude. I'm real sorry. I really liked him in this film.
0: I always felt, I also felt, like, for me the most heartbreaking bit was when all the Jedi get killed. Mm -hmm. That was kind of like, oh, wow, this this is what happened then. This is what happened to the Jedi. And of course, then you realize that Anakin had a a hand at that. And then he killed. Had a hand. He went and killed all the babies. All the the babies. He killed all the fucking babies. Looking at that, I kind of like feel really grossed out that he appears as a guiding spirit. And it's forgiven in the end of the entire thing. That's, a problem.
1: That's I, the problem I, with going back and writing new stuff years later. I kind
0: of feel like, wow, man. Like, seriously? Because... It's okay.
1: No. There's no guiding spirit. You're... Dude, no. No. George Lucas. I'm sorry. I get yeah. I get that maybe you want to make things right for Luke, But I really don't think that Anakin Skywalker is redeemable. He's redeemable,
0: redeemable, no. At all.
1: He can make good choices at that very end, like tossing talking prune dude over the balcony. (laughs) Good job. Uh, But he's never going to make up for
0: that. No, plus that choice is ultimately very egotistical as well, because it's not about the greater good or anything like that. It's just about his kid. So, in a way, it's him going back to that need of having something for him that belongs to him that is his so it's not really it's a return of the Jedi not really no it's a return of Anakin Skywalker the douchebag
1: we really like these movies guys (laughs)
0: We really, really do. We really it's like a, them. It's a it's a fantastic story in a way, like you know, Anakin Skywalker, sorry. Once we learn who he is and what he has done, although in a way we should have known that already because in the original trilogy he does explode an entire planet with innocence in it. That in itself is already kind of irredeemable, right? Oh my god. So I'm kind of like Rethinking
1: this entire thing now. They rethinking, rethinking. Anakin. No, he's a dick. He's like, a complete dick. He's a complete. There dick, is no. I... He was super evil Sith Lord. No, there. I don't. This is why. I. I got mad at the end of Return of the Jedi because like they put they re because the copy I saw they re they replaced the actor that appeared there originally with Hayden Christensen, which no. Yeah. <laughs> no, go back. Number no. one. Stop. Don't do this. I need a better copy of these movies. And then, you know, two, you don't put him beside even Yoda fucking up and Obi Wan Kenobi sacrificing himself in the end to help Luke out. Like, he doesn't get to stand in the same place as them for any yeah, reason.
0: I agree. I agree now. I, I I never thought about it until this moment, but absolutely I agree now.
1: I don't even like I don't even care if he's looks father like you don't be like, "Hey dad, you exploded my sister's entire planet."
0: Yes, uh-huh. which by the way, like her reaction is so <laughs> You would expect her to be a little bit more upset than she was, but she soon forgets that an entire planet was exploded. Well, it's less
1: that she forgot and more like the movie just didn't give a crap about the no, inner exactly. lives of a woman.
0: No. No. Absolutely. There we go again. So maybe we should move on to talk about the originals then and what we love about them. Or not. The the original trilogy. Yes, I do. You do. I yes, do. me too. I love them. I love them I too. understand
1: so many more references now. It's super <laughs> great. Like Biggs and Wedge, fondly understand. The what? Biggs and Wedge. I don't know what that is. Those are two characters. What's, what? Big, Biggs and Wedge. They're two characters in the movies. In the first, the first one? They're in the first one. Where? Like, they're in the fighter scenes where they're trying oh, to explode the Death Star. Who cares
0: about the fires? Well,
1: they're names. Because uh, I play Final, so Fantasy uh-huh. Final Fantasy games. And Final Fantasy games, and most of the games, they have two soldiers, um, or sometimes they're not soldiers, sometimes they're other things, that are named Biggs and Wedge.
0: Oh, I see. I don't have the reference. I didn't know that.
1: I didn't know that either until I watched this movie. No. I'm just like, that's uh, where they okay. come from. And now I understand a whole lot more about Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.'s obsession with chopping off hands. Because <laughs> apparently every, like, in, in Phase 2, a lot of people get to lose hands because they're apping Star Wars. Well, okay. Now I get that, I guess. Uh, these are not the drawers you're looking for. Yes,
0: exactly. And, you know, I understand I that feel, reference now. I feel, I feel a disturbance in the forest. I knew and... that one already. Yes. I mean, I'm
1: dumb, but I'm not that dumb.
0: I am your father, you know. <laughs> that line
1: might have been a lot better for me <laughs> if I had been spoiled by, like, boys in elementary school with cups.
0: <laughs> I love the original movies, and I watch them now again, after a few years without watching them, and I th- I felt... The same way that I felt before. I still think they are great, they stand well the test of time. Like I said, they are charming, they are funny, they are lighter than the prequels. And I think that that changing tone that you said, I think it's really noticeable. Yes, absolutely. And I think because of that, I prefer the the, the older movies. I feel like they had better characters. It's, it's not a surprise that the best characters in the prequels were Yoda and Obi-Wan, because they were already beloved characters from the original trilogy. But of, of course, then you have the, the, the triad of Luke Skywalker, Leia and Han Solo as well, and of course Chewbacca. Cause who doesn't like these guys, right? It's just it's just so much fun to see the three of them interact with each other. They have such chemistry. This is the thing that was missing in the originals: a chemistry between the characters. There was none between any character whatsoever. And then in in here in the in the originals, you have that in space. You have and of course you have the amazing relationship between Han and Leia. In a way that I feel like this is the couple that has been branded inside our brains whenever we think of sci-fi or fantasy or movies or romance or television because of this narc, this sparks. and it's so cute as well.
1: I ship uh, all three of them together. Unfortunately, of course, you do. Sorry, guys. <laughs> There's nothing that a nice poly, poly relationship cannot fix. Of course no, I'm not I do. surprised. You're not yeah. surprised. You're welcome. No, <laughs> I don't know. Somebody needs to like point me to lots of Star Wars fic. That's what needs to happen.
0: What do you like the most about the the older trilogy, the, the original ones? The droids. How about that, Anna? Are you happy? <laughs> I used the right word.
1: The droids. Seriously? No, really. Though, I mean, the characters are good, and I really liked. I really liked Chewbacca. I did not like Yoda in these films, however. That's a notable thing. Okay. I did not like Yoda in these films. It's just like God. Just die already. You're so grumpy. No, no. no. Um, but I really liked all the all the robots. I really like robots, Anna. I can't help it. The robots are my favorite characters. Pretty much any time. If there's a robot in a thing, I'm gonna like it. Or an AI. Especially if they're like sassy or <laughs> and, like otherwise an asshole.
0: Because well, three PO is such an asshole. Exactly. Because he leaves, he leaves Artoo to behind all the time. He leaves everybody behind. He's just like, "What are you doing, three PO?" I, I I didn't remember that he was such an asshole. So here's the thing. Here's the character
1: that I like the most, which I didn't think so. Lando, right? When I first met him. I yeah. was like, no, you're a jerk! Why? But why did I ever come around on him. So, probably if I had to choose a favorite character, he would be my favorite character out of the original films.
0: Really? Yeah. I think, I, he, I think he's a huge fan favorite. I love him as well. He's super cool.
1: It's hard for me to, like, because th- it's been a few weeks now since I've watched one movie a week. I've seen the, the prequels most recently, <laughs> so I need to yeah. probably go back <laughs> and watch the original trilogy before I go and just see The Force of I just I don't know. It just felt like it had more space to breathe as a story. The focus was really on the characters, not effects. The like the the, the actors had to do a lot of the work themselves to like, to infuse this series with like emotion because they just don't they just didn't have the computer graphics to be able to do that work to fill the blank spaces in the narrative. That they do a great job. There's actually this gift set that goes around Tumblr sometimes that I see that I didn't understand before, but now I do I've in the movies, where Han and Leia are arguing in the, one of the bases, and they're arguing in a hallway that's really thin, right? And yeah. so they're arguing, they're arguing, somebody walks through, they just part for this person, the person goes between them, and then they come back together, and they just keep arguing through the whole thing. And somebody added some meta going, think about what this means. This means that this is not the first time they've done this. <laughs> and nobody else cares anymore. Oh they just walk around them doing this. How many times have they had this fight or a fight like this in a hallway and people were like awkwardly sitting around not wanting to interrupt interrupt their fight until they just realized, fuck it, I got to get some work done and just <laughs> push through. And this person just walks through like it's nothing. And that's what I kind of mean about... Focusing on character to build a universe, yeah, and I think the original trilogy really does a great job of managing to do that.
0: Of course, and this is why I think it's it's so beloved. It's for the characters, for the, it's for the story, and I think this is why people freaked out when they saw the new trailer and you see all of them back because it's the people that you love, it's the people that make you fall in love with this whole thing and root for them. To fight against the evil empire. And there's no Jar Jar. And there is no Jar Jar. That's a huge positive. Does anybody right like there. him? I have yet to meet a person who likes Jar Jar Binks. Because that's a terrible idea. It's just so annoying. He's so annoying. Such a te- And he plays such a huge role as well. And I'm like, Why? Well at least
1: the second and the third movies got a little better.
0: Yes. And I cause there was just not there's not a
1: parallel for him in the the first in the original trilogy. Well, Chewbacca? No. Because <laughs> Chewie is amazing. Yes, absolutely. Boy Jar, I'm so sorry that I'm so sorry that George Lucas did this.
0: <laughs> somebody should have somebody else should have written those prequels. He needed some
1: help. It's true. After I watched the prequels, I like made a post on Tumblr that was like, Star Wars prequels? Question <laughs> mark. And I was like, what was George Lucas thinking? <laughs> and somebody uh, responded to me, Carrie Cat on Tumblr said he had divorced his wife who was an editor for the OT and she was a really key figure in a lot of the pacing editing decisions and a lot of the smaller, more human stuff. And so is that a reason why these were so bad?
0: I don't know.
1: I just think that's a really interesting idea. Where are you getting your data from? Apparently there's an essay on her role in the original trilogy.
0: Ah. I don't.
1: But they didn't give me a link or anything to it. So I don't know. If that essay exists and somebody knows where it is, please let me know. Because I'd be interested to read, to read that. Because I really think, like in a lot of ways, the prequels would have greatly benefited from somebody who understood how to write romance and relationships. Yes so we got a bunch of questions from people
0: we did indeed should we start answering them yes okay where do you want to start should we start with the question that it's probably easiest which is our favorite movie of all of them out of the six who asked that guys
1: what are you trying to do to me that's hard that's an unfair (laughs) question
0: oh for me it's so easy to answer uh, it was uh, Runalong asked, what's your favorite scene in the whole series? It's a little more specific than that. So what's your favorite movie and what's your favorite scene? I'm going to just expand on that question to make it harder. Thanks, Anna. You're welcome. Thanks a lot. You go
1: first then, so I can okay. think. Okay.
0: I watch for characters. I know that people love these stories because of this whole saga and empire and politics and Jedi. I am a simple girl. So I love The Empire Strikes Back the most. Because it's the epitome of what a middle story should be in a trilogy. Because it brings things down to their Darkest moment of despair, and then just lives it. So, the ending of this Empire Strikes Back is kind of like what I hope all middle books in a trilogy would be because everything that should happen happens, and then all the heroes are left. Spondent and fucked up. So in the end of The Star Empire Strikes Back, you have Han Solo being frozen, you have Leia taken. you have Luke Skywalker being told that his father is this evil guy and he has his hand chopped off. <laughs> it's just it's so good, that movie. And of course, then my favorite scene is exactly that scene between Han Solo and... And Leia and Chewbacca and Han Solo is like, I love you. I know. And then he's frozen and Chewbacca goes, oh! And it's like the pain! The pain is just too much. And then Leia goes and hugs Chewbacca. It's like, it's okay, Chewy.
1: We've come to the crying portion of the show.
0: I can't. It's just my favorite. It's my favorite. It's so epic. Everybody knows about this, right? It's so embedded in my mind as this beautiful narrative that i just love and as you can see it's just like it's the story that has been filtered down to the most elemental part which is the love it's the romance it's the friendship it's the character-based moment that most speaks to me
1: so probably my favorite out of all the films is return of the jedi And I think that's mostly because that was the one that I didn't feel bored during, mostly. Oh my god! I'm so sorry. Because there was a lot of parts where I would just feel bored during these other movies. I don't really like fight scenes. So, mostly with fight scenes, I'm just like, tune out. (laughs) Like the first movie with the, like, we're going to shoot this tiny spot on this day. I'm like, okay, well, good luck. Let me know when you're done. Go check Twitter. (laughs) I feel you judging me over there. I feel it.
0: And I also find that scene with them trying to shoot Death Star so boring as well. It's like this this is going for too long, guys. Enough. Like I think a, I think that's
1: probably my this problem. Is, this
0: is a video game. No, this is not a video game. This is a movie, please. I think it's probably
1: my issue with a lot of like fight scenes or action scenes where they just go on a little too long for me. Whereas other, other people are like, I oh, want explosions for fifteen minutes solid. I'm like, how about no? That's no, too not much.
0: I don't like the explosions per se. I like explodey things. Like, any girl likes them, right? Yeah, I like explosions. So, yeah, it's me too. It's just like, it's, when did they go for too long, like I said. But, that said, fight scenes, close-hand combat, and lightsaber, I like them the way they are. They are perfect, just as they are. Like Bridget Jones.
1: So, I'm going anyway, to cheat guess. on the favorite scene, because I'm pretty Why? sure my favorite. Well, because it's not, it's like a series of scenes. Because my favorite scenes in actually the whole trilogy is when Obi-Wan goes to that planet where they're building the clones and meets the aliens. I just find it so cool because he has no clue what's going on. She, the alien lady seems like, like welcome, you're so, it's so tense because you don't, you have no clue what's going on. Like, are, the, alien, are the aliens actually good guys? They, does, do they know who he is and who the Jedi is? Is there, is there going to be like a weird double cross? All of those scenes are so well done, full of tension, and I just really like how and McGregor handled the acting in them. I liked the aliens, I thought the graphics were really good for the prequels, because like, like I said, they rely a lot on TGI, but I thought in this case they did a really good job using it. So yeah, that's 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 my favorite scene slash series of scenes. Now I know you're surprised over there.
0: I am so surprised I would, I like that, no.
1: <laughs> my second favorite though is obviously um the, who are you? Someone who loves you.
0: Oh. Uh... Renee. It's so sweet. It is so sweet. I, so, I also love in The Return of the Jedi, when they invert the I love you, I know saying as That's well.
1: That's also nice, yes.
0: It is so cool. I love them. I love them so much.
1: There was a lot of Ewoks.
0: There were a lot of Ewoks, yes. And also. I love
1: Ewoks a whole they lot.
0: Are, they are the cutest. I love Ewoks. I mean, I, I kind of feel like they tried to do the same thing with the Ewoks in the third book of the prequels by going to Chewbacca's planet but it was just it wasn't the same no Didn't have the same vibe although we kind of like get that oh my god it's Chewbacca it's Chewbacca was, yeah, those but... are the
1: parts that I liked like I liked seeing Yoda with Chewbacca and the other yeah Wookiee like uh, those, yeah. Th- those close-in scenes where like they're obviously like having political like they're they're meeting and they're working but like when you get to like the wider Wookiee scenes I'm like oh Maybe not. <laughs> maybe this is too much.
0: So they try to to do the same thing, but it didn't work that well. Uh, but yes, I love the wheel Walks. There was that. What is the name of the movie with the wheelwalks? Wheelwalks know... Battle for Endor. No, there's another one. It's in there. Mm, I can't remember it now. I think. Well, the name in Portuguese, back translated into English, is Caravan of Courage. No, I think maybe that's actually the title. I ha- I own both of those somewhere. So that movie was on television in Brazil. That one I watched way before watching the original trilogy. Me too. I want, that, like me too. I like watched it on the Disney channel. I, I my childhood was hoping that that fucking movie would show up on my TV when I when I came home from school almost every day. I was like please please let it be Caravana da Coragem. Please please let it be Caravana da Coragem. It never was. But when it was on I always watched it. It was brilliant. <laughs> People hate those movies. I love *Caravan*. I love *Caravan* of Courage. It was so good. I'd, we should really have watched them.
1: There are so Just... many things we should have watched. We're gonna have to go back <laughs> at some point and watch and talk more specifically about like Spaceballs and the *Ewok* movies. Oh, yeah.
0: I I kind of felt Spaceballs was a little bit boring.
1: I love Spaceballs. It's never gonna be boring.
0: I watched that when it first came out. I think in the early '80s. I think I was like 11 or 12 or something, and I haven't watched since. Oh my god, I watched Spaceballs so much. I even though I didn't understand it, (laughs) I just thought it was a little bit boring. Yes, like it's fun, but boring. I think it's too much in your face. I think the parody. Maybe that's why
1: I like it, because I'm an American.
0: And Bill Pullman is so bland. He
1: really is.
0: He's so bland. See a
1: good Bill Pullman movie, just go watch Independence Day.
0: Oh, yes, I liked that movie. Should I I say that? Are we allowed to like Independence Day? Yes,
1: we are, because Independence Day is great.
0: (laughs) Okay, fantastic. Okay, next question. (laughs) (laughs) Should we go with Zach's question? Because that's a good one. Yeah, Zach's question. Which I'm just gonna play.
1: If you think of the original trilogy as Luke's transformation from Farm Boy to Jedi Knight, and if you think of the prequels as the transformation of Anakin Skywalker from Slave to Sith Lord, do you want the upcoming movie to be part, the first part of a transformation sequence um, for the new characters, or do you want to see Disney move away from that paradigm?
0: is a great question i don't know how to answer it. it's really, really hard he asks if we want that to happen do we have a choice is this what they're going to do because i think it, it is what because if it's part of the paradigm and i think he's really he's right about that it's all about hero journeys from one point to another so it's probably going to be like that in the third one. I, I don't think I mind that at all. Although, what would be a comparable journey for the third movie? And nobody going back to being a Jedi? But that's been told already with the original trilogy.
1: Who is it going to be about? Because the original trilogy and the prequels were Luke and Anakin. So yeah. that suggests there's only a space for one story, but...
0: The trailer and the posters, they kind of suggest... That it could be both Ray and Finn's stories.
1: But that doesn't fit into the same
0: thing. It doesn't. Plus, in the poster that they released today, the only one with a lightsaber is Finn. Ugh. So, so he's the Jedi. Okay.
1: So why can't Ray also be a Jedi?
0: Because she's a girl. Oh my god. I could be wrong. Maybe they are doing something different because I think, like I said to you when we were talking about it, in a comparable storyline, I don't care that much if it's the same way or the same story that was told before, as long as it's the girl. If it's the girl, I don't really care. She could be. The she could farmer. be doing whatever
1: and I would she watch it. She could be it. the
0: same thing and I would watch it. I don't know. What could she be? What could he be? He's an army guy, right? So maybe he's a member of the new empire. We'll never know so, until well, we watch it. this is the paradigm in this one. This is the story in this one. So Mungo goes from evil to good instead of the other way around. Maybe.
1: I don't think I care very much because either way, it's like the thing that we talk about right with Agent of the S.H.I.E.L.D., which we've talked about several times, where in season two we saw the same story played out, but instead of father-son we got mother-daughter. It's the same story, it's just you put different characters in it and it automatically becomes something different because the characters' perspectives in those roles are vastly different because they're not cisgender white dudes. So I think it doesn't matter so much if they do choose to keep up this hero journey through trilogies, so we'll just get endless trilogies until we all die, Because as long as they keep putting different characters besides white men into them. And I think that I would be fine with that, actually. I would really like hero journeys that feature
0: anybody that's not a white dude. So are we sure that these two are the main characters? They They better be. They must be, right? Yeah. Did you notice that they didn't have a poster for Luke Skywalker? I saw, and I was like, Anna's going to have a cow. (laughs) What the fuck are they doing? They're doing that on purpose, obviously, to keep people guessing. Yes. To generate conversation. And it's working! Well, yeah, as you talk about it, it's working. (laughs) Yes. So this is a great question, and I don't think that we have answered it.
1: I mean, we haven't it because it was Zach's real smart over there with his lifetime of Star Wars. But I mean, so, like, if his question is basically, do we do we care if they keep this paradigm of of the hero's journey between like like I think thing X to thing Y, I think I'm fine with Disney keeping the pattern going as long as they don't do it with white dudes.
0: Yeah. I'm fine with that as well. But what would be the, the main storyline in the arc that is going to take over the entire trilogy? So what is the arc that is going to happen there? If they decide I to think... do
1: one, I don't know. We don't know yet. Huh. Like, we won't know until we see the movie whether they're going to actually do an arc, if it's going to be like an arc thing, or if episode 8 is going to be totally different. So I guess we're gonna... I mean, I guess you could decide... I guess you could know if you, like, looked at their contracts see how many movies they were signed for. But uh, who doesn't... I do I don't have the patience to do that.
0: Okay, so next we have a mixture of emails and questions from Bookish die Diana. One comment that she made on Twitter is, Does crying about Anakin's increasingly poor life choices count as a question? And, of course, then she sent... Uh, An email to us about how she actually really enjoyed the prequels and the way that the Jedi are so entrenched in their way of thinking and how that affects Anakin's decisions. And in a way that connects to another email that we got from another listener, uh, Rainbow Warrior, talking about how uh, the prequel that he finds interesting and how it's how it shows how a good man can become evil. So basically all of these questions and all of these comments really center around the person, the character of Anakin Skywalker and his importance to the saga. So in many ways, we could actually even call it Anakin Skywalker saga, the entire six movies, right? Because that's his story that he's been... Even though the the kind of the main character in the the original movies is Luke Skywalker and it's his journey, like Zack said, from Fama Boy to Jedi, the overall arc and storyline is still Anakin's. So how do you see that, Renee? How how attached were you to Anakin Skywalker? Not at
1: all. Ha. I mean, in Diana's email, she talks about how Star Wars is... It's a saga. It's a tragedy um, about Anakin Skywalker. I think I like I one of the things she said at the very end where she was like, um, it's a long story detailing the fall and redemption of Anakin Skywalker, the death of a political system under the weight of its failures, and the rebirth of hope and a desire for something better. I mean, she goes on to say that the prequels have a lot of value because of that. I think the only place where I disagree with her is that, I'd, I mean, I guess you could see it as a redemption story, but I don't think Anakin Skywalker can be redeemed. I think that's my maybe where we separate. I do think those prequels have um, some value in showing the pol- political system. I mean, I made that comment earlier, how it does a really good job of showing the ways that the, the Republic and the Jedis just... They crashed. They crashed and burned. And they did it because, I mean, they were being undermined, but they were also sort of letting themselves be undermined in a lot of ways. Yeah. By not being adaptive. And so I really see what she says there about how the prequels give weight to what happened before Luke's story begins and how he comes into this place with this super powerful empire and how that empire was able to become so powerful and I really agree with her but I just I think where we separate is where I just don't think Anna can be can be redeemed at all
0: it's interesting how I changed my mind from first watching to this new watching so I only watched the prequels once before I don't think I liked them but I did come out of watching them thinking that wow this is really Anakin Skywalker's story, the whole thing, this is amazing, this is an incredible arc. But now after my close watching this time and being the person that I kind of am now and the things that interest me the most, Anakin was kind of the least interesting character to me. And like you said, I don't think he's a redeemable character.
1: I think he I think he lost that a when he killed the kids like not even the planet that he see him destroy but the kids the babies that he kills
0: yeah I feel like a lot of people excuse him because they say that it was his fear of losing Padme and I actually don't really read that into his motivations that much I think it's more like his need of control yeah I'm not sure how everything. killing
1: I'm not sure how killing kids prevents Padme from being hurt. I know, and I know. this is what bothers me so much about how Anakin was written in the prequels. He doesn't seem to have any agency of his own. He's manipulated at every turn by either Palpatine or the jedi he like he doesn't seem to he wants to like you said control everything, so nothing can ever go wrong for him. That's not possible. So the fact that people say, try to excuse him killing the kids because he was like being manipulated or whatever. I mean, I sort of see where they're coming from. But I also th- think that somebody that wanted to have control, how does that, how does killing babies do that? Do you know what I mean? I,
0: I have no idea.
1: And I'm sure somebody will respond and let me know with how they think <laughs> that he can be redeemed after killing some babies. But I'm not seeing it.
0: No. What I,
1: where I think he was redeemed, maybe, was to Luke himself. Because he hurt Luke, he threatened him, he like, gave him horrible choices that were choices at all, and at the end he saves his life. Where I think Anakin's redemption comes from is from between him and Luke, specifically. Yeah. Th- that's a place where I see redemption in-, in Anakin, between him and his son. He doesn't have redemption anywhere else, destroyed his daughter's planet, didn't say sorry for that. No. Nope. You know, like so I agree that the prequels give a lot of perspective for where Anakin comes from, but I also think because they were so badly written that a lot of that doesn't come through. And because the no. actor didn't have that didn't seem to have that much experience or no, investment had... in his no. role, it doesn't come through either.
0: No, he has no range of emotion, so it's just like really flat. It's so really I... hard to buy into his this narrative mm-hmm. because you just didn't care. There was no connection there. So I think
1: what really did a disservice to Anakin's story, like as Anakin's story as a character, was just the place and the people who told it.
0: Yeah, I agree with that.
1: So I I really do think like I would be really interested actually to see the prequels remade
0: one day in a different with a different story. Well, or no, just I
1: actors different I would say I would like to I mean they could probably redo some of the like the dialogue or whatever but like just different actors it would be really interesting to see different okay
0: so different actors remove Jar Jar Binks entirely <laughs> from the thing and then redo Padme like with a different ending I mean they could keep everything
1: but I would just like to see different actors try to like take on and have somebody come in and fix them on the dialogue. I would just really like to see them like it, I'm sure I'm sure one day like it'll happen. But
0: everything is so smooth here.
1: So I don't I don't know if we answered their questions but thanks for thanks for Yes. Thanks for being patient with this guy.
0: <laughs> okay. So uh Charles 10 has one question for us. Do you think Star Wars, The Hope Awakens, will be nominated for a Hugo? Yes! That's the kind of question that I like. Oh, boy. Thank you very much, Charles, for bringing things back to where they belong. Okay, so, I guess it depends. It depends not whether the b- the movie is good or not. It depends on how who is voting and whether they are bothered by the fact that the main characters are a girl and a black dude.
1: I think there's no way it doesn't get nominated. It does or it doesn't. I don't think... There's no way this is not going to end up on the ballot. Okay. I don't, I don't even think it matters if it's good, if it's bad. I think the nostalgia factor is going to, you know, like, boost it up there, no matter what. Maybe. You don't... You don't... I don't know! You I... actually think that, like, what, Sad Puppies and Co. are going to be like, oh, God, a girl, oh, a black man, no, and just... And, and not vote for it, just for nostalgia purposes?
0: Yes. Wow. Well, don't you think that it's well within the prospect of reality of what we I don't know. Seen? I think these people you have a think? very...
1: I think these people are very good at denying what's in front of their faces. And that if they go and they see Han Solo on the screen with Chewie, they're going to be like, woo! And forget that it's not actually about Han Solo and the main characters. No,
0: I, th- I think they are filled with hatred more than they are filled with love. Well, I guess we'll see. We obviously
1: cannot on the opposite side <laughs> of this question. Okay. <laughs>
0: Okay, so we have a question from Sandstone or at Quartzen from Twitter. There's a whole lot out there beyond the films, novels, comics, cartoons, games. Is any of it worth seeking out? I'm interested in seeking out more when I have the time and inclination, especially if it's layer centric I haven't read or watched anything beyond the six movies and I don't think Renee has. No, definitely not. No. But I went and asked our resident Star Wars expert. So Thea, my blog partner, she is 100% no, more than that, 110% a Star Wars fanatic. She has watched and read more than anyone I know within in that world. I know that she's a huge fan of the TV shows uh, Clone Wars and Rebels. She has watched them both more than six times in the past year. Jesus. It's constant. It's an, it's in a loop constantly in the background for her. Seriously. She's like completely... She loves them. She, she says that they are amazing storytelling It's really cool uh there are amazing female characters in both of them and even Padme comes back in Clone Wars and she's fucking awesome and I have heard that from a lot of people not only Taya with regards to Princess Leia she says the Leia comic isn't very good I wish it was better this is a quote she says that I also recommend The Courtship of Princess Leia, which is ridiculous and cheesy and hilarious in all the best ways. She also recommends A New Dawn, which is the first new canon book featuring Kanan and Hera, and they are stars of the Rebels miniseries or TV show, sorry. But those are the main recommendations that she has. Oh, she also says that she would recommend the Star Wars re- Republic, The New Face of War comics. Uh, she says that all of the stuff that she loves are actually prequel stuff. <laughs> Isn't it cool? Anyway, so yes. Yeah, so it's the TV shows, Clone Wars and Rebels. The book, The Courtship of Princess Leia. And the comics, The Star Wars Republic, The New Face of War. I hope you read those and you enjoyed them. And I think I'm actually going to try and read The Courtship of Princess Leia. Because I think this is about romance. So... <laughs> I'm gonna do that one. Someone else asked Renee. Uh Ellen Clunet, I think. I'm sorry if I'm just completely butchering your name. Has Renee found any quality gay robots fanfic? No,
1: I haven't. It's very disappointing. Number one, I haven't actually gone like and done like a hardcore search yet, so I'm I'm out of the I'm out of the loop. But I do plan now that I have finished all the movies to go and start looking for some, so I'm sorry for the future if I end up wrecking a lot of like gay robot epic. Sorry, guys, not really, but it's gonna be it's gonna be good. Don't worry, <laughs> Ellen. I'll I'll, fi- I'll find will find us some, and if not,
0: I'll just maybe write us some instead. <laughs> right, uh, another question from Twitter from KJ for Renee: Do you regret watching the prequel trilogy? No, yes. I, don't. I don't. I actually I don't.
1: don't regret it at all. They were fun, like I said, they were fun. Very super cheesy '90s space movies, and I kind of like that aesthetic. So, like, I'll I can see why I can see where they were weak, and I can see where they could have been better. But I didn't. I don't regret
0: like watching them. I think they're an important storytelling cultural touchstone. Okay, so for both, KJ also asks, how could the prequels have been saved if at all? I think I just said it. It's just like remove Jar Jar Binks. (laughs)
1: Get someone else to play
0: Anakin Skywalker. Don't kill Padme.
1: Also, Easy. George Lucas just need needed some help. Like, oh
0: yes, yes, script writing, basic one
1: oh one. Here's my thing about writing: like the best stories are not something that happens in a vacuum with one person. The best stories are always the ones where you get feedback and you take other people's perspectives into account, and you make sure all your characters are fully human by checking with other people. This is why we have editors. I just really think that the, the script writing... The script writing and actually less fucking CGI would have would have just drastically helped these movies.
0: And less Jar Jar Binks. Well, I
1: mean, that... Do we even need to say that at this point? Like, that,
0: No, yeah, no. I mean,
1: Jar Jar Binks. Because,
0: because if there was good script writing, he wouldn't be there.
1: Or, like, there would have been a version of him, but he wouldn't have been so fucking racist. <laughs> Yeah, so anyway, so that's how I think they could have been saved. Some like script writing and less reliance on computer graphics. The original trilogy didn't need the computer graphics to be successful. And I know that a lot, like I, I assume maybe that the powers that be thought, oh, we can do these fancy things now. And George Lucas maybe also wanted to do magical computer sparkles all over his story, but it didn't need it because... The people who watched the original trilogy that came to see the prequels would have been fine with less CGI because it would have felt more closely related to the original trilogy. So you just didn't need to rely on it that much.
0: Uh, yeah, I agree. So speaking of Jar Jar. Oh, God. Susan asks, did you see the Jar Jar oh, Sith Master pose and what face did you make while reading it? Oh. So, for those who don't know, there is a post going around uh, with a theory. Of, it was from Reddit, I think. It started yeah. on Reddit, and then it just like exploded all of the internet. There is a theory that says that Jar Jar Binks is actually a Sith master, and he was a Sith master all along. And every time he was doing something stupid, it was actually part of his evil plan to be like secret or whatever. And that's ridiculous, so I didn't care. But there was a poster that went <laughs> around with it that had his face in the the new the new movie poster as the Sith Lord and that made almost made me cry and then rage and it's like, No, what is this? This is awful.
1: I read Just, it. I read the post and here's what I think. We've been doing this in fandom uh, since, you know, forever. But we call these headcanons. And we don't, you know, act like there's the only thing that could ever be possible. We just call them headcanons. And then we rest and think about it. And then we move on. I just get really put out where, like, dudes are, like, I read this thing that's so true. No, it's just a headcanon. There's no, I mean, yeah, you have some evidence to support it. But it doesn't mean it's the be-all and end-all of things that could be possible. I just, um. From a diff, I'm like, I'm, a pro- I'm, a, I'm just from a community that just doesn't like multiple readings, are kind of my bread and butter. A post that positing that this one thing is definitely the way that, and I really got that vibe from this post, which is like, this, this is definitely the way things happen. And apparently, the actor that did some of this the work for Jar Jar came, made, made a tweet about it going. It's really nice for people to see what's going on behind the scenes, even if it takes a while.
0: Oh my god! And I'm just like, oh,
1: man. <laughs> you spent all that time finding evidence. You know what I would have been doing that time, person? I would have been writing some fanfic. That would have been way more entertaining.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, I guess. I
1: mean, that's just where I come from. I mean, it's, it's cute. Like, it's a cute, like, it's a cute idea. And it's really, it's really neat. Piece of fan work. But that's all it is. It's just a piece of fan work. And... People like going mind blown. I'm just like, really
0: mind blowing? No, no, no. not really. really, I mean, no.
1: I don't like lit theory that posits only one meaning to a text. I guess is where I'm coming from here, Mm. which it feels like that does. Okay. I mean, it's like it's like it's cute. It's cute piece of fan work, and I really admire the person who put it all together and took the time to get the evidence because that's not. A small project no that was massive so it's a really like it's a really neat thing that they did but I just don't think it's the no 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 to <laughs> it being like what they what really happened in quotes
0: no I've, absolutely not So, and I think we have two more questions and then we'll be done uh, we have another question from Charles is Kylo Ren Luke Skywalker we talked about this when we discussed the trailer and I don't think so I don't think so either I don't even know where this is coming from. But because he's not there. I mean, yeah, but uh, of
1: course he's not there. He's like their their ace in the hole. They're not going to play him this early.
0: Are they hiding the fact that he's a Sith Lord? That would be the most
1: boring storytelling thing. And this is is Disney.
0: I don't... But it would bring it full circle. Because maybe then it will be... That's the new story. From Sith Lords back to farm boy. (laughs) (laughs) No? Or maybe back to being enslaved, no.
1: I don't think that Kylo Ren and Luke are the same person.
0: No, I don't think
1: it. I don't know where Luke is. I'm assuming that whatever he's doing, whoever he's become, is apparently really important to this plot of this movie and might tell us way too much so they don't want to put him out too early.
0: Well, except for the fact that it's well established within the books and the tiny novels that he has had a whole life and people already know what he has been doing. I don't, I don't know. Well, most people don't read Thai and stuff, know. Exactly. I know. I know. But how much of a secret can it be if people already... I don't know. Thaya was telling me a lot, bunch of stuff and I was like, oh, okay. That's boring. But anyway, <laughs> last question from Rainbow Warrior. How much robot violence is acceptable?
1: Oh, boy. None. 0% robot <laughs> violence is acceptable. Four seconds into Return of the Sith. Is that it? No, of the no no the prequel oh, revenge the... of the sith. revenge of the sith i'm so confused about titles <laughs> there's, there's so many words and numbers anyway r4 it's just like he gets decapitated and i was
0: like oh, what's going true. on
1: it's the opening it does, of this movie and yeah. there's already been a decapitated robot
0: yeah I okay
1: know. no in one part in one in one situation that's okay if it's robot on robot violence it's fine but, like, when humans are, like, busting up robots, like, they're all... they get... no, don't do it, guys. It's not right.
0: I don't really care.
1: She... Oh, God. Sorry. You're so cold-hearted. Why don't you love robots, Anna?
0: I love robots.
1: Not enough, apparently. You, you don't get... care when they get beat up. In a rather detached way, I guess. Anna hates robots. I'm saying it now, she hates robots and she's okay with them getting beat up.
0: No, I do not I do not. So I think we are done with our questions and our Star Wars discussion, are we? Yeah we're Do you we have
1: anything else to say? No. I I got nothing. I got there was that's a lot of movies that I just
0: watched. <laughs> I know. With some space fantasy. And some space balls. Did you watch Space Balls again? No,
1: I, I started it but then I had to go and do something else. So I'm gonna go, i only got halfway through. But I'm gonna finish it soon. Okay. And then one day we can just talk about it as a whole, probably. Yeah. But I want no. you to rewatch it again.
0: No. Yes. please. No. Yeah. No. Pizza the Hut. That was the best part. <laughs> I knew you would like that part. Well, Anna, thanks for talking about Star Wars with me. Ah, yeah, you're we very well thank you for watching everything and joining me in the dark side. <laughs> May the force be with you, Renee. Fangirl Happy Hour is Renee Williams and me, Anna Grillo. Renee is also our producer. I think she has mid clorians in her blood. You'll find links to some of our discussion topics in our show notes at fangirlhappyhour.com You can email us at fangirlhappyhour at gmail.com We love hearing from you. You can find us on Tumblr and Facebook at Hour. One long award, no spaces. If you like the show, we'd love it if you drop by iTunes and leave a review. They help us so more people can find us. Then it's just a few more steps toward world domination. You can chat with us on Twitter at Fangrow Podcasts. Anna is also at Booksmugglers and Renee at Renee. This week's question, what is your favorite Star Wars movie? Our music is by Boxcat Games. Our logo is by The Very Talented Era. You can commission them at justera.tumblr.com. For both myself and Renee, thanks for listening. See you next episode.